Welcome. I'm Lauren Rosen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Kelly Frankie, licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is Purely OCD. Kelly and I are OCD specialists who happen to also be in recovery from OCD ourselves. Each week we meet to talk about all things OCD, one topic at a time. You may notice we try to bring a little levity and humor to our discussion around this deeply painful disorder, as this has been a very powerful tool for our own recovery as well as our clients. We tend to cover obsessions, compulsions, and exposures. There's also a Q&A at the end. If you would like, you can join us in the future. We meet on Mondays at 12.30 Pacific time on Instagram Live. And if you do find this podcast helpful, please leave us a review so we can gain more visibility to reach more people like yourself and help spread awareness of what it's like to live with OCD. Quick reminder, this is not intended as therapy or as a replacement for therapy. This is for educational purposes only. So without further ado, here is this week's episode. So today we are going to be talking about superstitious obsessions. Hello. Good day to you, sir. Ma'am. Hello. Hi. Oh, wait. Can you say something again? Hello. Oh, I'm like, hold. Can you not hear me? Oh, wait. I know. I just have to plug it in all the way. That's, (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's important-ish. That helps sometimes sometimes when you do that. Sometimes it does. Um, this is aggressive, by the way. It's like I really aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> no, just the mic. But I guess it's aggressive on your end too, right? Just like. Mah. Oh, you mean the phallic aggressiveness, <laughs> or what are we talking about? It is. It's like a phallic aggressiveness. I know. Oh, Ur. thank you. Yeah, Charlie, for the input. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, today's episode of Purely OCD is brought to you by NoCD. They're sponsoring us. Uh, If you're looking for therapy for OCD, NoCD offers effective, affordable, convenient therapy for OCD. At NoCD, you can do live video sessions with a licensed therapist. In between sessions, you can get support from NoCD's self-help tools and peer support community. Take the first step toward getting better by going to www.nocd.com and booking a free call. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed also, it. I'm pretty good at reading. You did great. <laughs> um, it sounded broadcastery, which was great. Thank you. And also, um, you got the website. Last time you were kind of like, wait, what? The website. Remember, it was like dot, instead of dot com or something? Yeah. I don't know. No, that sounds like me. I mean, I like. It sounds like something I would do. <laughs> could have been either of us. It could have been. We're pretty much the same person, just blonde and, mm-hmm. and brunette. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Salt and pepper. So salt and pepper. So in actually you're the one who came up with the St. Patrick's day thing. Would you like to announce why we decided Mm. to go superstitious? Yeah. So we're going superstitious because you know, St. Patrick's day, four leaf clovers. I'm looking out over a four leaf clover. And, uh, that's pretty much it. That's it. The thing is, is that it can kind of bleed into all the subtypes as all of them can. You've got yeah. for this, but um, this can kind of become its own thing. You definitely see it young with younger folks, like with mm-hmm. kids. So, totally. Well, I, I if you want to take the lead on it or. No, well, I think if you want to either way, but I was just going to say that it's one of the subtypes that I think comes up most in the sort of general population as well, even uh, in, in terms of the the specific rituals will happen even in people who don't have OCD. So like people, knocking on wood, knocking on wood or you're driving in a car and it's a yellow light. So you, mm. yeah. <laughs> oh, or just tap, just tap, whatever you want to mm. do. Um, and just as a reminder, if you have questions specific to this subtype, we'd love to look at them toward the end. If you could throw them in the little question mark comment area to the right of the, the add a comment bar, uh, that would be sensational so that we can, um, not waste everybody's time by trying to go through it. It's taken a long time in the past. So, um, yeah. So, so here we are on we are. superstitious, not superstitious day because it's the leprechauns aren't here to pinch us. I know. I, don't, I never green, have green. So. I, do, I never own green because all I ever wear is white and black and gray and cream. And sometimes it's, pink. 
now. It's the life uniform, like you it's said. It's the life earlier. uniform. You got to just wear the same thing all the time. It's the way to do it. Um, um, okay. Yeah. So uh, let's give examples. Yeah. Maybe so. So in terms of the in particular worries that are associated with the subtype, I think more often than not, it's just something bad is going to happen if I don't do this thing. Right. It certainly can have flavors of the other obsessions, right? Like if I don't do this, then, um, you know, later tonight, my thought will come true. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think we're going to try to talk to it in terms of just the doom, something bad will happen or bad luck will occur. Yep. Yeah. But I think you bring up a good point that if an image pops into your mind, Somebody with harm OCD might think, oh my gosh, what does that mean about me? Somebody with superstitious OCD or obsessions might think, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, then maybe this will happen. That kind of, is that kind of what you're pointing to? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it is mostly just really doomsday stuff. Like my family's going to die. I always think of the step on the crack. Don't break your mother's back. Exactly. Right. Like that's sort of these types of, of phrases and ideologies in our culture. Um, so yeah, obviously nobody wants their mom. Well, maybe some people do. I don't want my mom to break her back. I hope people don't. <laughs> uh, no, we do not want her to break her back. Nor no, mine. no, um, no breaking so, back. And also like, you know, the mirror breaking the mirror, seven years of bad luck, walking mm. under the, uh, um, a ladder and seeing a black cat. See, exactly. this would have been better for Halloween, but <laughs> that's true. Well, harm, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But this way we get to it you was know, good talk about leprechauns and mm-hmm. lucky charms or something. And rainbows. Rainbows. Love rainbows. Yeah. Are they good luck? I don't, they should be. Aren't they supposed to? Oh, well, you get the pot of gold <gasps> at the end of them. That's pretty, that's pretty good luck. Yeah. It's, Good luck. Okay. So. So. The obsessions usually. Yeah. Yeah. They're around that stuff. Right. Like what if. I will say this. This is the way mine comes out. And like I told you, I'm kind of going through a little mess up on my brain on this. Yeah. It's just (laughs) getting a little aggressive on me here. But it happens when I'm just generally more anxious. So Mm. apparently I'm more anxious right now. And it'll be something along the lines of like, oh, you didn't type that word exactly how you wanted it to. Mm. So now unless you go back and redo it, something bad is going to happen. Mm. And you have to have a good luck thought in your mind. When you type it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a combination of a few, but I'm just giving you kind of, I guess. No, it's a great example. Spin off of it. Yeah. And actually to that end, since we always love talking about our concentric circles, it's really interesting because it often comes up in the context of like religious scrupulosity that I can't, I've worked with people who have the fear that if I'm having a sacrilegious thought when I'm opening the door, then I have to close the door and reopen Mm -hmm. it while having a uh, good thought about my, you know, the, the sort of the, Messiah, well, not necessarily Messiah, but the focus of my faith, right? Like, yeah, the, yeah. So, and I think too, it's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that's got the same sort of magical flavor of, you know, this. It's a, and maybe this is somewhat different, but just the idea that it's it's something bad is going to happen because I don't redo something. Yeah, and that's. Where it's like, you know, it might not always fit perfectly into the, oh, let me turn my phone on. Do not disturb. So no, that's okay. So just, no, I'll that's okay. Um, Go for it. So it might not fall under like four leaf clovers, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, even with, you know, I guess whatever you determine in your mind to be bad luck right? Like if you think of a baseball player and Mm -hmm. they're notoriously superstitious, right? Like I got a, I won, you know, the, the championship wearing this hat. So now this is the hat I have to wear or else I won't win. Right. Um, So it's whatever you've associated to be 
good luck. I guess. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the, I think the main difference, and this is not to say there are some baseball players and some, or some people who have these sort of minor superstitions who will go on to develop these, uh, you know, a, a full blown right. OCD, but right. I, I think that the major difference, and I, I think I'm just riffing off because it's not what you were saying, but just sort of as an additional point that the the main issue is when it starts to impede your life in sort of some sort of meaningful way, where you now are constantly having to uh, make sure that you don't touch the the cracks in the sidewalk or you're having to, I'm working with somebody right now who has to redo things or else something bad will happen to their parents or something bad will um, happen to somebody she doesn't know or, you know, like, so it's, right. it can start to really impact, negatively impact your life. Absolutely. And, you know, that is a good point is that superstition can almost be isolated in terms of, you know, a baseball player versus someone with OCD. Um, and same with like religious stuff, right? Like there's a lot of religious, there's rituals. I don't know why my phone keeps dying, but it's oh, charged. Yeah. It keeps going dark. Oh, weird. Um, but anyways. Stop that phone. Stop it. Right. Like you can't, uh, like holding your breath when you go past it. Well, maybe that's ground. not yeah. religious or by a grave, by a cemetery. Is that? Yeah. Maybe I don't I know if it's up. religious or if it's. The colors are bad luck. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. Numbers. Well, that certainly can fall into the religious religious side with the number right. six in particular. Yeah. Times three. Times three. Yep. Um, well, three is good though, right? I Three is my number, man. That's my number. Girl, this is a, a party <laughs> ways. I got to be honest. Odd numbers. Not about them. Sorry. A microphone. Interesting. Mm-mm. Is I like even numbers. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think that might be our first uh divergence. Splinter. I know. Hopefully we can <laughs> hopefully we can repair someday. Not today. Not today. <laughs> I have my daughter's blanket. True story. It's cold. I'm frozen. That's okay. I liked it. I liked it. Just as a reminder, because I know people are writing things in the comments thread. If you have a comment, please comment, please throw it in that question mark box so we can see it later after we talk about the obsessions and the compulsions and the ERP because we want to see them. Yeah. And this is also not a replacement for therapy. Did we already say that? Oh my gosh, we did not say that. It's not a replacement for therapy. This is education purposes only. Yeah. And um, yeah. So. Important. um, I've also seen it present as like, you know, if I throw something away, something bad will happen. Or mm-hmm. if I, um, if I start walking with my left foot instead of my right foot, something mm-hmm. bad could happen, but yeah. it's, it usually isn't like something really specific. It can be ba- like you said earlier on, it's like, it's just this bad. Yeah. But I think you're right. Like in the, depending on the person, a lot of people do have very specific things. Yeah. They're worried sure, are going to sure. happen. Yeah. And it's different from one of the things that just came into mind is this sort of just right feeling where you're doing all of those things, but it's not to try to prevent something bad from happening, but because you want to feel a certain way, but they can look very similar. I think was what's interesting. If you're just observing the compulsions, uh, somebody with this subtype versus somebody who has that, that desire for just right might look identical in terms Mm -hmm. of their behaviors but have very, very different reasons for engaging in the behaviors. What ifs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is important because that's very important in treatment. Got to know it. Got to know it, man. But not in a certainty way. Anyway. Yeah. Not an, it's a gentle no. (laughs) Not a white knuckle no. (laughs) A gentle no. Gently. Just enough. Just a little tappy tap tap. Yeah. Tap tap. Um, where were we? <laughs> Obsessions. You okay. Know, good times. Obsessions. I think that that covers a lot of the different kinds of obsessions and mm-hmm. I mean, anything else that you can think of offhand? 
Mm-mm. It'll come to mind. We I'm said sure. colors, black and it's black and dark like my soul. Right. And if you wear black on a certain occasion, it might mean something, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Don't ever do that. that. Don't, don't do that. Um, yeah, go ahead. Funny story. Please. We're going to side aggressive sidebar really quick. Sidebar. Um, that in graduate school, somebody said, one of the professors early on was like, don't ever wear red as a therapist. Have you heard that one? I mean, no, that I, I never wear red because it's too aggressive. <laughs> it is aggressive, but here's the thing. They're like, don't ever do that because you could really, you know, it can trigger someone emotionally. I don't know what it was. It had to do something, something to do with psychosis. And I was like, all right, well, now that I feel anxious about that, my first session, I'm going to wear red. And I did. Obviously. Oh, good. And ever since then, I've been damaging people. I was going to say, did, so how much psychosis years. did you cause? <laughs> it's been going really well. <laughs> people keep coming back for more. Obviously, it's fun. Obviously, it's great. You got to do the exposure work and just see what happens. Yeah. So bad yeah. luck. No knocking on wood in our sessions either. Another sidebar. No, no. I've had a client do. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but it is funny because some people who come in don't have this subtype. I know, and yes. and they can playfully do it. And if you're I playfully totally. doing it, it's fine. If it doesn't, yeah. if it's not something you're doing because you have to do it, then you know, go ahead, right. do it all you want. So. Compulsion. To be compulsions. Knocking. Done. Oh, yeah. Knocking. Knocking on wood. Um, it can include, yeah, the, I, I actually think of the Jack Nicholson film As Good As It Gets with his character, Melvin Udall, who is constantly trying to avoid the, the cracks, right? We, like we've been talking about, but like you can't step on the lines at all. That would be a compulsion. It's basically whatever the OCD is saying, if you don't do this, then something bad's going to happen. Then do that thing. Right. Exactly. It's a very clear exchange. It's like OCD is demanding something and you're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not going to do that. But no, we're not going to do that. No, of course not. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. But I just meant. No, I know. I'm, I'm adding to it. <laughs> I was trying to be the voice of the other okay. side. Um, yeah. Like it could be, mine's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> but of weird course. It's good. Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, if you don't um if you don't get to this part of the house mm. before like the third phone ring the ring ringer hits three or whatever number it is in my mind in that moment because it's just whatever yeah something bad's gonna happen something like the world's gonna, gonna explode or your child's gonna die or but i don't know what it is just like bad it's just something bad, something, right. some nebulous bad, something you better watch yeah. out. Yeah. If you don't fold the paper by, you know, the time Genevieve makes a sound, well, good draft. Yeah, Too yeah. bad. Sorry. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, good Suzanne. <laughs> good night and good luck. Well, so one of the interesting ways that this can show up, I think that this is a, an example of this. Uh, as I'm sort of playing with this out loud is that you're trying to make a choice based on something superstitious or something that it, right. So uh, you come up with, with rules in your head that you're following. For example, I'm trying to think of some way in which I've done this historically. And I remember I used to, I can't even remember exactly what the rules are. This is how messed up OCD is, but I mm-hmm. used to be driving in my car as a teenager and that I, if I passed by somebody as we were, we were going not, there was a median and then another median, right? And there's this space that you're mm-hmm. not supposed to, to pass mm-hmm. when somebody else. And if you do that, you're dead. Then <laughs> something, <laughs> something bad is going to happen. I don't know. Like, or the thing that you want isn't going to happen. Right. And maybe that's something that we didn't cover in the obsession category. Forgot is like, about that. 
that's you know this is why we because we're circles man we don't walk we don't walk a linear path here um yeah so this idea that like oh well if I want this or if I'm trying to figure out whether or not this thing is true I'm gonna use the signs in my environment to try to give me the information that I need you nailed it thanks Thanks, Brian. Man, I'm sure mine's done something like that with the driving for sure. Right? It's so weird though. It's like, oh, I just, I don't like, I don't like that feeling. What? <laughs> yeah. It's just, and rationally, I know that it's not going to do it in right. that moment though. I just go, just, but just do it. Cause it's like right here, just do it. Right. Yeah. But that's a slippery slope. Don't yeah. do it. Um, another one I've seen too, because we're, we, go back and forth and we're not linear is uh, if something bad happens mm-hmm. is to then go back in time and try to figure out where did my bad luck come from? Right. Yeah. Oh, it must've been when I was really mean to that person. I better never be mean to anybody ever again in any single way, shape or form. Right. And then you can see how it goes into like morals group, but, but it could just not too. It could just be that that's, you know, don't be mean on a Saturday to 80-year-olds. But 79-year-olds are... They're fine. Just, <laughs> just railroad them. Fine. They're they, fine. They, they don't need to be taken care of at all. Um, <laughs> I used to have a client who was afraid to end a phone conversation without saying I love you. For the Because if that happened then in, and the person died... Right. Like it was almost like the idea started with if the person died, then it would be horrible. So you if you say I love you before you get off the phone, then the person won't die. I I feel them so I get hard that, right now. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Actually I got into a car accident when I was a teenager. Hmm. I don't I don't know how this all became about me all of a sudden, but no, this like is it. the last one. And I told my mom right before I left the house, I was 16. I was like, mom, aren't you going to tell me you love me? Because Mm -hmm. she usually does. And she didn't. And I was like, that's weird. Hmm. And then I got into a car accident. And then for years after, I was like, all right, well, I'm never going to say that again, mom. So you better make sure you say you you love me. So I would unsolicited. Unsolicited. So if she didn't, I would call and not say anything. And Mm -hmm. she's like, hi. And try to get that. Uh, wow, that's a tricky yeah. compulsion. It is, and and it's interesting because only until right this moment did I realize. Oh yeah, of course I've had that. You know, yeah. little simmers of OCD here and there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's the thing that just sort of it pops up in all of these interesting ways. See, yeah. I get I get um, uh, sort of the needing everything to be hyper organized to feel just right in very light flavors. Not because now it's about me and it's not even about the theme that we're talking about, but in this, in this sort no, of general area of like where we get the just right the, the, or the light flavors, oh, right? Like right, where they just right. sort of pop in and it's like, and you, you could turn them into a theme. <laughs> like but a because more... you've ninjaed through the really big ones, you're like, nah, you're like, I see you. I'm not doing that. Screw you. But I get that around organization. I'm like, it feels really bad that everything is not perfectly. And I know that there's a drawer that's not right, like stuff like that. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. good. I'm going to put uh, something else that's random in that drawer that doesn't fit there. Shove it. Mm. Just stuff it in there. Bam. Aggressively. Yeah, I think that's a good point, though, right? Is that, you know, people often talk about like jumping content it's like well yeah and you can have lots of other of course you have can have content that's everywhere but yeah yeah there's no shortage of it that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) constantly cycling through here in the world lots of things that we could worry about believe me oh oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you don't need to believe me you've heard me um Anyway, same. So, okay. so compulse compulsion. Compulsing compulsions. Cool. What else? Oh, saying things like phrases, right? 
Isn't I'm trying to think um, of what I mean by that, but I know that that's right somehow. God bless you. Oh yeah, God bless Is you. That, isn't that because people think that when you sneeze, your heart stops or something? Sure. I think it's originally a superstitious. Yep. I'm just going into traditional ones, but there. But please go. Sorry. No, I like that. No, no, no. Actually, now I can't think of the things that I'm uh, like the sayings. Now I'm thinking about when you have. So my grandmother used to always throw salt over her shoulder. Yeah, the right shoulder, left shoulder. Is it? Oh my God! I just if did you the left spill, hole. if yep. you spill the salt, and then you're supposed to. Yep. Yep. Hey. Hey. Yep. I've done that before many times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what happens if you don't do that in in the lore? Well, apparently you end up wearing red, and then you scare you turn your clients into. <laughs> You give throw them into psychosis. Psychosis. That's great. Yeah. That's amazing. Everyone's okay. going to be saying, "Oh, I really want to see this therapist." <laughs> <laughs> You'd be an exposure for people with fears of of developing mental illness. Yeah. yeah. Good thing, like a fourth of my client load is that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um. Okay, so what else okay. though? Are there other compulsions? I I don't know what I was getting at with the, but I swear to God, there's something with like phrases that people say. That no, like, you're right. What is it? Yeah, it's it's a neutralizing type. Right, like okay, my grandmother, my other grandmother, I come by this naturally. Uh, used to when you were on the street, whenever there was like a pole, if you split, it would be bread and butter. I don't know why. If you split, what do you mean? Like if one of you goes to the left of the pole and the other one of you goes to the right of the pole? Yeah. Then you say bread and butter. I don't know why. Well, that's now my new thing. Of course. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like things like that. Some people say prayers is compulsions. This person that's says yes. That's very true. Absolutely. And I think we're just trying to think of it in the superstitious side of things. Although you could, in theory, if you were not, a member of a faith or if you weren't particularly religious say them just for like a a safe keeping situation right like i'm just going to say this because i want to make sure my eyes are dotted and my t's are crossed and in that way it could be in the superstitious <laughs> realm yeah insurance policy yes. um again i think it does fall into a lot of religious stuff too mm-hmm. i just well um, there's a lot of ritual in religion there certainly is. Yeah. Um, not saying like, so there's somebody I know and I don't want to call them out because I'm related to them, but they won't say, they won't spell the word God in a text message. They like remove the O. Oh yeah. The dash. Or did they just do? It'll just say GD. Okay. Okay. And it's not like, Oh my God. It's just like, thank God. There's no, like it, it's just like you can't say the, you know what I mean. And I don't know. Right. I but imagine it's superstitious. But that is mm, a big thing. Not for this person. Not though. for this person. Okay. No, not okay. a chance. Because there are some faiths in which you're not allowed to say, to write the word God. Yes. The name of God. Totally. Like in Judaism, I believe that's the case with the. I'm not going to say yeah. it because I don't want to be disrespectful. But the Y word, right? Like. No. Yes, and it's not that though. No, I know with this person. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just also saying that, like, yeah, that there are, and, and you can see where, yeah, it just grabs onto it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't believe in that, it's like, oh well, right. but that's wrong. That's wrong. You can't do that. It's gonna make something bad happen, even if you don't really believe in that. Yeah, I think even okay. So here's another thing with red. I think red and black are big colors in superstition. I could be wrong, but that seems right. I, I and it. gambling too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Superstition like and gambling. It's hand in hand. Yeah. Good luck, bad luck. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so I have both my parents divorced. They both remarried full-blooded Italians. And both of them, well, wait. Maybe the Sicilian version say that, like, if you don't have red in your kitchen, it's bad luck. Interesting. So I have a lot of red items from, you know, family in the kitchen. 
I didn't know that. Anyways. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to take them all away next time I'm there. <laughs> Exposure time. They're mostly like, hidden. Oh, dang. Yeah. It's, it's going to make it tough. Yeah. Well, and I, I haven't been over there in like over a year or so because of COVID. But. but soon that will change. Uh, but we digress. So where so, yeah, where Focus. where did we interrupt ourselves, Toodle? Um, I, the time change really did a number on me. Oh last night. my god! Yeah, no, it's so the true. meeting at eight a.m. I was like, I think it's five a.m. right yeah, now. It's it's yesterday in the morning. I don't even know when it is. Okay, so compulsions. So compulsions. Um, I feel like we've done a pretty solid job of compulsions. It's yeah. just basically anything that, and I think that there are superstitions in other faiths or other not faiths. I didn't mean to say that. Scratch that. Little uh, in other <laughs> culture. <laughs> oh, rewind. Take two. We just did a fall threat. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, puppet Pratt. So. The, but in other cultures, I, I can't remember right now specifically, but I remember that I worked with somebody from another culture who, who had explained, oh, you know what? I think actually it might be in Persian culture that sneezing is considered to be bad luck. Mm. And so whenever there would be... your heart stops. Oh, that could be. That would make sense. So anyway, the idea was that if there was a sneeze heard at certain times that that would be a problem. Like it would, it would be an omen and would lead to choice, right? Like, well, if I was going to do this thing, but then the person sneezed, now I can't do that thing. I have to do something else because then this thing would be tainted essentially by superstition. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. It sounds very similar to the ones that I was just talking about. Yeah. So it is um, interesting like redoing things. Like, yeah. It's like choose your own adventure, right? If this happens, go A. And if yep. this happens, go B. Yep. Yep. Cancel, clear, delete. Somebody says, yep. See, I knew there was going to be something that people say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tick, tick, yeah. deleted. Well, that's the thing. So sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Is actually a really good transition into exposure and ritual prevention. I'm just oh. going to throw it out there because just because it said at the end um, that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I think that that's the main reason why we don't do compulsions. Not that I, I'm not giving direct advice to you, but I'm when I talk to my clients that that one of the things that I point out is that it works sometimes, but then it doesn't sometimes. And so if we do compulsions, we're only going to be effective part of the time at decreasing our anxiety anyway. And then the compulsions take over your life. So in conclusions, compulsive compulsions suck. By the way, um, reminder questions, question mark box. And we do try to stay within the theme that we're talking about. So, um, We'll be happy to talk about different themes uh, on different days. If you have any ideas, you can feel free to DM us. Yes. Um, it's so tempting not to answer all of them, but we got to stay. Sorry, yeah, folks. Yeah. Got to stay on the tracks. We get off the rack- tracks too easily ourselves. Yes, anyway. yes, yes. We're trying to be profession- more professional. <clears throat> Good luck. There's a cat staring at the side of my head, and it's pretty much freaking me out. Mod. Good, jo- Good job, Mod. Could be bad luck. Probably is. She's so, probably staring at your brain. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we do ERP. We do exposure and ritual mm-hmm. prevention where we expose ourselves to the things that cause us anxiety. And then we don't do the compulsions. So, so for example, for I've example. had my clients go out into the parking lot with me and intentionally step on cracks. That mm-hmm. one can be fun, right? It's like... Because you're doing it with your therapist and we're trying to laugh, even though it's terrifying. But it's um, it's always fun. Like, I remember Kevin one time was like pulling up. I think it was Kevin. And he saw me and he's like, oh, she's doing crack exposures. <laughs> that kind of crack. Okay. Yeah. The, um, not crack cooking. Yeah. Or no. butt crack. Or butt crack, which is what I was Sorry. saying because I'm five years old. Yeah. I'm well, five years old. Yeah. Great. And I'm K. Let's just move on. 
so yeah so deleted um so anyway the the going out and doing the thing that the ocd says don't do this or something bad will happen or if the ocd is saying you have to do this thing or else something bad's going to happen then have the thought about like oh maybe this bad thing is going to happen and don't do anything about it I find, I don't know if you find this, but oftentimes people with this subtype don't respond very well to, um, to manufactured exposures. They often you have to. You are so right. Yeah. You are hundred percent right. It's like if when Genevieve, if I, when I leave her in the morning, when she would go like every day, mm-hmm. if I didn't like hug her and kiss her if that didn't happen in that moment like she's leaving to I go if I don't hug and kiss her she's gonna die this is the last time I'm gonna see her mm-hmm. I have to hug and kiss her otherwise she will die right right then I can't be manufactured not a chance it can right. be manufactured has to be there has to be in the moment so a lot of passive exposure work that's just in your daily life, it's very, very hard to make those triggers just happen, even if you specifically think something bad might happen on purpose, right? Like, so you're in the middle of your day, for example, and uh, I don't know why I'm just going to use your example, though, and like say, if you were doing exposure around that, it might look like you are trying to do active exposure around that, that might look like trying to think that thought throughout the day on purpose and then not do anything about it and just tolerate the uncertainty and the anxiety that even when you do that, it probably is not going to bring up the same sort of anxiety that was brought up just when you were saying goodbye to her. Yep. Yeah. So we have stepping on crack. (laughs) Stepping on cracks or cracks. cracks. Crack. Cracks on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we have. And then do not doing the things that it's dictating that you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then right. if it's telling you to make one decision because of some sort of bad superstitious thing happening, then you go like, well, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to do that and I'm going to taint it. Good. It's going to be bad luck. I'm going to wear that red to my first therapy session and forever. Yeah. It went really well. Yeah. Obviously. It's been going well for years now. (laughs) Uh, I wonder what would happen if I hadn't worn it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) So also too, this one is like, it's the superstitious stuff is so second nature. Well, a lot of compulsions are. Yep. That there's an opportunity where you're going to likely have to undo it, right? Like you might be mid compulsion and then you're going to have to say, for example, say you knocked on wood, right? Or, you know, whatever is like the instant compulsion. And then you go, you know what? I take that back. Like that person's going to die. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Yep. Yep. So I was just writing about be... this last night. Were you? Mm-hmm. Well, we drop boxed. We dropped our minds. Night. Yeah. So no, that's exactly right. Is that you want to when you find yourself having automatically done the mm. the compulsion that you just you, if you can neutralize the thought, you can definitely neutralize unneutralize. You can you can take that back and be like, you know what? There's still uncertainty there. Maybe yeah. everything's going to be horrible, and that's great. Can't wait. Can't wait. So mm-hmm. pumped on it. So excited. And then you can like throw up on the side. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You can feel excited and throw up at the same time mm-hmm. and nervous and anxious. I'm mainly, I'm, I will say just brief side note, I know we talk about this, but I think it's worth giving a plug to this with whoever's here today is that when we are, you know, saying jokingly that like get pumped about it, that there is this real power in saying, I'm going to brave heart the hell out of this. I'm going to love the anxiety, right? That's a very Reed Wilson mm-hmm. sort of approach of like, rah. Yeah. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm going to yeah. eat you for I my breakfast. You. I see you. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what else? I feel like I was going to say something and I lost because my brain isn't awake still. Well, um, did I interrupt you? If I did, I apologize. Nope. I interrupted my own brain. Mm. Um, happens. 
intentionally writing, you know, the bad luck number or like writing it on your hand and carrying it with you, obviously, Mm -hmm. all day until it washes off eventually. Or even Um, putting the, to some extent, it depends on whether or not you need it to be totally in the wild, so to speak, in terms of exposure. But let's say there is some trigger that you have like the number, I don't know, what's a bad number, Kelly? 666. 666. So now you're going to write 666 on post-its and put them all over your house. And then you're going to create a reminder in your phone that says 666. And yeah. fold a little piece of paper and keep it in your wallet. Yep. Yep. Or put it in places around the store. I've done that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So basically, I think we've covered all the compulsions, yeah. haven't we? Ish. Yeah. I think I was. we were talking about exposures, though. Oh, that's what I meant. I meant exposures, okay. yeah. but my brain isn't functioning. Yeah, we're, was there we're anything doing... else on the exposure front? No, it's just, you get creative, you know, so. You just want to stick it to your OCD. That's really yeah. it. Stick it an to opportunity. Just really. Stick it to really, the man. Right. Or woman, whatever you want to call your OCD. Yeah. And exposure work is scary. I did just see something about that as the feed is going by. And um, the reality is that the work in OCD is learning how to live with terror when, there isn't rationality behind the fear, you know, and the, the, it's possible, but it's not particularly likely that you, you know, take the leap and then you feel all the feels, you feel the heart racing and maybe your heart's up in your throat. If you're like me or your stomach, maybe all the way up in your throat. If you know, Mm -hmm. that sometimes happens. Or you feel like you have to pee. That's me. Oh, see, there you go. Peeing. Some people get really bad stomach stuff. I don't get really bad stomach stuff. I don't, I don't get think. that, but it's Mm-mm. pee all day, yeah. every day. Yeah. Good for you. I know. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I just said Good that. Good thing I made friends with the bathroom. That's my... Uh, it's your safe space? It's my safe space is the bathroom. Yeah. By the way, I did also notice in the, the feed, um, we do have a lot of different subtypes already on the books for purely OCD. If you want to check them out, they're on both of our pages um, under our Instagram TV tab. And we also have a purely OCD YouTube. So you can check us out on either of those. We have one for POCD. We have one for sexual orientation OCD. Um, We've done most of the subtypes at this point. We have, we're kind of drawing at straws here at this point. (laughs) Well, they're not straws, but no, it's the less, maybe like the less talked about. Yeah. The splinters. All the splinters. Um, Yeah. So I think that that does cover exposures and ritual prevention for the most part, right? I think so. I know. One one thing I was going to say is that with the response prevention, you cannot do the thing. Like I have a client right now who... It has to redo things. I might have mentioned earlier. It has to redo things to keep from bad bad things from happening. And there's all sorts of things that need to be redone throughout the day. And if they don't do the compulsion, if they don't do the redo, sometimes there are these invitations to mentally compulse later about whether or not the bad thing's going to happen. Mm. And so. Just a reminder that when we're doing exposures, the most important piece of that is the response prevention and that that can look like the things that we've been talking about, like not doing something that the OCD is expressly telling you you have to do, but also it can look like disengaging from rumination, not reassurance seeking. I can certainly see that coming up in this context. Like you don't think this bad thing's going to happen just because I didn't do X, Y, or Z. Right. We don't want to have you doing that because it, it essentially means that you just got triggered. It's not exposure work unless you do the response prevention piece. Yeah. Yeah. It'll only just prolong this entire process for you. Yeah. Which nobody likes that. No, no. Mm -mm. No one wants to do this longer than we need to. Nope. Nope. Um, And if, if it's too hard, I'd like to add on that. If it's too hard to do the active exposure, um, you can always modify it, yep. which I think we talked about last week, but mm-hmm. um, just to reiterate it. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like limit the number of compulsions or delay the compulsions and all of that important thing to reiterate. Absolutely. Shall we go to the questions? We shall. Do we have any? I think so. I think some came in throughout. Hold on. Lauren had texted me earlier um, this morning. Oh no, you know, we didn't get any questions submitted ahead of time. This time must be a bad omen. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, I Somebody wrote magical thinking, but I'm not sure. There's no question with that. So yeah, still this there. is magical thinking. A lot of magical thinking. Yeah. Um, there is one that says... Have you guys ever mentioned or heard of compulsions with numbers? And I know that we sort of were talking about obsessions related to numbers, but maybe what this person could be talking about is doing certain, like I have to touch this a certain amount of times in order to make sure this bad thing doesn't happen and or something like that. Yeah. I I definitely have a lot of clients where it's like they have to do it in sets, right? Like they have to wash their hands, say, three times in the right direction. Um, and then they have to go back and do it two more times, right? Like mm-hmm. three sets of three or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or tapping, counting. right? Yep. Tapping. Yep. Big time. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yes. Hopefully if you're here, let us know if we didn't answer that one for you. Um, so yeah, that's the the only real one that's specific to this subtype. Although there's sort of a general one that I want I want to address just because it's I think a, a good one to talk about in general. Can OCD be only obsessions, or do you have to have compulsions? So one thing I just want to start off by saying is that per the DSM diagnosis, you don't have to have both. However. Which just blows my mind. Yeah. I don't know. The DSM man sometimes. But I think... Dude, my cat is just... Sorry, go ahead. Does Maude have obsessions and compulsions? She does. Yeah. Yeah. That's another story, though. Yeah. Both. So, in terms of most people do have both. The trouble, of course, is that sometimes people aren't aware of all of the ways in which compulsions can be manifested. And so sometimes we see like mental compulsions or reassurance seeking that people just aren't as aware of in terms of, Oh, this is a compulsion. Whereas, and some of the things that a lot of the things that we're talking about today fall into this category of overt compulsions that we can, that that we would think of as compulsions sort of stereotypically. Right. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. It's just just that mental rumination, you know, it's like um, the pure obsessional OCD is uh, it's really kind of a misnomer, right? It's like, you can't just be obsessing. The reason why an obsession exists is because of some type of a response you are fueling it with, mm-hmm. which is mental rumination likely. So that's why pure obsessional is, I think Stephen Phillipson came up yes. with that. Yeah. Um, coined that term, which is great, but just because it be brings clear, awareness, but yeah, but it totally, is totally that it's not hand washing. It's not checking, but it can be mental acrobats going on. Mm-hmm. And you're basically a gold medal gymnast, yeah. mental gymnast. That didn't, I didn't execute that I, No, I'm but, totally with you though, because if rumination were Olympic sport, man, <laughs> whoa, watch out, watch USA. out world, <laughs> world, <laughs> we'd be, we'd be top of the line, my friend. Dude, the cat is itching. Can you hear her so loud? I love that. I put my ear to the microphone. Like that was what was going to help me hear. Dude. Really, Lauren? I can't hear her. No. Sorry. Okay. No. I thought she could hear her. No She's apologies. She's trying to get her OCD medication off of her ear. Oh, odd. 
Anyone else have any questions out there in, in the world? Please feel free to, and now we're at a point where we probably could field them on a, just on the comments, but yeah, um, no pressure if, if we've hit all the questions with this one. Oh, then okay. we can look at Maude because she's adorable. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, how often have you seen it with like adults? I'm just curious where it's like, this is the main. A handful of times. I've actually probably in a weird turn of events seen it equally in adults and children. Right. But I can see where it usually comes up in kiddos because it does yeah. involve a lot of magical thinking. Definitely. I see it a lot in emotional contamination stuff. Mm -hmm. um, right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's a wrap, right? Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we will look forward to bringing you another episode next. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, so uh, just a reminder um, to anyone who is interested in, in asking questions, we're happy to um, address sort of a topic, but we're trying to keep each topic sort of unto itself so that if people need to reference it coming back, that they, they go to the right place, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? I'm sure we addressed a lot of these at some point. No, Probably. I think that's it. Just remember to check out NOCD. Yep. Yep. Thank you for sponsoring this episode, NOCD. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're grateful for all the work you do. Yep. And Super cool. And, uh, and we're grateful for all of you watching. Yeah. Thanks for being here. We will be back next week. I don't think we have a plan yet on, on what we'll, we'll be talking about, but we'll keep you posted in our stories. Yes. All right. Okay, adios, friend. Adios, friend. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Just as a reminder, this podcast is not therapy, nor is it intended as a replacement for therapy. If you need further support, we encourage you to seek treatment with a registered professional who specializes in OCD. If you have a moment, we'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave us any feedback by reviewing us on your podcast app of choice. You can find past episodes on our website at purelyocd.com. Remember, this podcast is for you, so please let us know what you would like to hear. We want to make our message as helpful as it can be. We hope you will join us in the future as we continue our discussion on all things OCD.